Welcome to the Joust. Good evening, Jousters. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my co-host Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you this evening? I'm wonderful, Nagy. I'm very well. Um, excited. You know, I'm just good. You just don't good. see many of those things. Are you resting I, a bit of a maybe a sore noggin? I abused alcohol last night, Nagy. <laughs> well, not last night. All, all of yesterday. All of yesterday. The whole day. It was the the day. You know, some people spend the day with the Lord. You spent the day with the bottle. Yes. Several of them. The Lord is my bottle. <laughs> no, the bottle is my Lord. Yeah. yeah I, did, I, I did a little bit the same on Saturday night because Saturday night was quite a reason to be celebrating because we got over the Broncos at home. First time in eight years, I heard. Isn't it wonderful? What a way to end the streak. What a way to return Marathon to the fortress that it, it once was and hasn't been for a while. I, I think su- we're getting back to those days, Nagy. Yeah, yeah, no, and I was, I was surprised that I hadn't really heard, but I, I think it seems about right. I can't remember ever beating Brisbane. And I tell you, it was, it was good beating like the Brisbane players, but it was also nice just seeing Brisbane supporters deflated. I got there at <laughs> halftime and there was already people, Brisbane supporters streaming out. Well, it's a long drive back to Brisbane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, no, it was, it was excellent to see. Uh, like another, I tell you what, I don't want to uh, ever see a, a five-point lead coming with about 10 minutes to go again. Oh, that was just uh, shocking. Wasn't but it stressful? It was, yeah, that stressful was one way, but it, sh- it took some years of the back end of my life, I think. <laughs> I, uh, and you're I, already perilously close to anyway. Yeah, and I left, I'd left the people that I was initially with, and then I, I then I sort of immersed myself trying to get closer to the field as a... Uh, uh, on the on the drinking hill, and I tell you what, yeah. And then it went it ticked down, and we actually won. It sort of still took a few minutes for it to really sink in, but that might have been the alcohol affecting my brain. Yes, may well have been. You're a few seconds behind. <laughs> You're on delay. But yeah, three wins this season already, like, uh, and that's pretty incredible considering we only got five last season throughout the entirety of it. We're already sixty percent towards the way of more wins than last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But Liam, I have to ask you, what went right for you? Oh, so much, Nagy. A lot went right. Look, um. As always, our stats uh, that we'll be mentioning throughout the afternoon are brought to you by Josh Spiegelman. Hebrew That's it, the show's very own, best friend of the show, Josh Spiegelman. Our forward pack. Now, they really stood up. They've kind of, last few weeks, been, I don't know, a bit off, weren't quite having the impact that they had in the opening rounds. But last night, they sorry, Saturday night, they really stood up. They really took control. They took the game to Brisbane. We had um, four forwards. Ran for over 100 metres. Again, we've discussed how that's the magic number. Um, including the Ox, Jacob Lilliman, you know, clearly listens to the show. And he had a great game. He really picked it up. And uh, he just did what we he was brought to the club to do. You know, he put in these hard shifts, had a lot of hard runs, ran some good yards. And, yeah, the forward back really stood up. Um, what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Well, I have to say that's correct. I, I, I totally agree, especially with Lilliman. He played a similar amount of time as he did uh, the, the previous week when he only managed, you know, barely anything uh, metres-wise. But this one, I think, was over 100, 110, 120. That's what I want to see from 119. Him. 119. And they, they felt them, too. He used that big frame of his right in the middle of the park, just the way we wanted to see. So that was good to see, a good lift from him. Uh, but I have to agree with the forwards. There's just... Uh, it was already... Like, it's been spoken about so much already that it almost seems like we're wasting uh, valuable time But talking about it. But the defence... 
the urgency in the defense, the line speed, everything looked good. The one-on-one tackles were all fantastic. Wasn't it brilliant? Like especially defense on our own line. The Broncos forced six dropouts to uh to our one that we forced. So we had to do a lot more defending in our red zone on the line. And besides the two tries, which kind of came from a bit of broken play and then just a poor defensive read, our defense really stood up. We uh, only had 32 missed tackles to their 42, which is great. That's not a stat we usually win. I mean, it's still not yeah. ideal missing 30 tackles. No, it's quite but a lot. It's quite th- a lot. It is a lot. It's yeah. high, isn't it? But it was less than them, yeah. which is, again, it's not a stat we tend to win. We just want to get less numbers on those stats and more numbers where the points that's are put it. together. And that's been the problem the last few years. We couldn't do that. We couldn't get either. We had the mix wrong. Yeah, we, we were yeah. all mixed up. <laughs> that's all we had to do. Let's just swap the numbers. <laughs> that's like, it. Brownie, all your negative stats, you seem to be winning. And all the positive ones, you seem to be losing. And he went, ah, you're right, right there. Now. Yeah, he got us both. <laughs> yeah, swapped it. He did, and he swapped it, and it worked. And then he made a disparaging comment about me and <laughs> about my personal <laughs> life. That's all he does now. <laughs> He's burning us about our sexual proclivities. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him uh, for it. Yes. No, we'll, and we'll touch more on that later. No, Liam. <laughs> we'll, uh, but oh, but there was more that went right, Nag. I oh, don't think I'm done yet. Hit me with I it. thought Mitchell Pierce at seven, he managed the game beautifully, Naggy. You know, he... Kicked for, I think, 300-and-something metres, but he was finding space with the kicks. Now, we know the Broncos' back three especially are pretty damn good. Yeah. Except Darius. He's having a shit of a year. He's isn't terrible. A, isn't a great decision. And he couldn't even get to Pierce's kicks, which I think is showing that he just sucks now. Um, but, yeah, Pierce was kicking well. He was finding space. There was a few deft touch finders to give the boys a bit of a rest, slow the clock down. I think he's really starting to show, you know, how much of a difference a good game manager has on a team. He's really leading the team around the park well. Yeah, no, I think he's really bringing that sort of club form that we, we'd hoped he would into the into the game. I don't think he's had a bad game uh, yet. And, you know, we have to, we, he seems like someone that's really settled in that side. He's taken ownership over it. Uh, and you, you sort of have to remind yourself that he's only been in the side, like he's only played, including the trials, seven games. So it's it, it's it's amazing to see that uh, he's he's taken this so quickly and, and he's putting these dominant performances in, which is nice. And it's great to see him out on the field. You know, he's always talking. Like uh, the missus at one point said, "Oh, why is he, why is that man yelling?" I said, "Oh, darling, he's telling the players what they need to know. He's really leading the team." And you watch him in the post-match press conferences. He's happy. He's smiling. Someone said a, a very good comment today that I feel like they feel like. Mitchell Pierce finally feels wanted at this club. Yeah. Like, he had a strange relationship with the Roosters fans. I don't know. They never really seemed overly supportive. But to see him in the press conferences and the way he speaks about the club and the way he speaks about the team, I feel like he's he's been given being given a lot of confidence by the support that he may not have been getting over the years in Bondi. I think it was a change needed. I know this we've spoken about before, but uh, especially with, the, with he was at the Roosters for so long that I think it just became a bit of a thing. When the game didn't go their way, uh, it was Mitchell Pierce's fault. And the fact that he was there for 10 years, it could just be an easy, like, ah, Mitchell Pierce. And it's always, that, it's always those blokes that sort of don't really follow football anymore. And they're just sort of sitting at the, at the pub or at the thing, and they're just sort of glancing up. And then as soon as their team, whoever they're going for, doesn't like... Doesn't it seems like they're not getting the rub of the ground? They just go, ah, they're all useless, you know. They, and they just write <laughs> yep. them off immediately, and they only know one or two players' names. Mm. And then yeah, but then they can never pronounce the rest of them. They're the like, casual fan, the casual, the very the, the fair weathers, the fair weather fans. Yeah, that term that I so famously made up, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, geez, wasn't Rossi good at centre as well? Because you know, last week with with Tao's injury, we discussed may cause some problems because we seemed a bit weak on the fringes, but. 
hey, Rossi was outstanding. Urgency in uh, after those those kicks that found ground. I tell you what, Rossi was there. Kick chase was phenomenal. He was there a lot. He was there a lot, putting a lot of pressure on uh, on a very good back three. So and his defense was great too. Fourteen tackles he made with only one miss, mm-hmm. and he was marking up against Jimmy the Jet, who you know. He's a damn good centre. Rossi did a great job. And he and Sia really locked down that edge. I think that went a long way to uh, easing the concerns we had yeah, about yeah. our centre problem long term. Oh, what I really liked about those, uh, out of those 14 tackles, four of them were one-on-one. And you just don't see that in this game uh, anymore. Like you may have, like, you know, back in the past where it was more legs tackles. But no, now it's uh, with all the, you know, you've got to get one in, but then another. And then they have a one-on-one tackle. And it's pretty big, pretty big because it means you're the, literally you're, you're the only one there. Absolutely, and he yeah he really locked up that edge, and again Brisbane had a lot of trouble getting around us this time. Which in the past few weeks we found that teams have been, you know, going around us easily, didn't quite happen down that edge this time. Liam, what went wrong for you that game? Look, there's a few things though, Nagy. Now we need to convert more scoring opportunities. Now we did win, yes, we defended our way to victory, I think, and we looked good in attack. There was just a number of times where we didn't get the points on the board. I think ideally in a game like that, you'd want to be scoring another 10 to 12 points to really get that lead unassailable. Like, you know, Broncos coming home with a wet sail last 10 minutes. The crowd was nervous, all 21,969 of us. So it's (laughs) edge of our seat stuff because so often it's, you know, gone wrong. Gone sour. (laughs) You're already already thinking how you're going to get home to avoid the traffic. Yeah, and boy, I didn't avoid the traffic. (laughs) It was a debacle. But um, yeah, I think we really need to... Put the foot on the throat. Yeah. Score more points, not let in those late late points. It was not what I'd call a fadeaway. Like we didn't fade out. Brisbane just turned on the coals, scored a few quick tries, but we defended well around that. But yeah, I, I still think we need to be scoring more points, especially with how potent we're looking in attack. And the, yeah, I, I just on that, I think there was a few moments there with like you know there was that. A uh, beautiful touchback from from Rossi uh, to, to Brock Lamb to the inside ball to Chris Hyneson. Beautiful mm. play off the cuff. I love seeing that sort of stuff. I love going for it. Uh, and it was only uh, Chris Hyneson, Paul, the seventy two year old legs. So <laughs> Chris Hing did it. Just just couldn't quite get there. But you know there was talks that there was I think Guerra on his inside. But then again, if he made that pass and it dropped, everyone would have said you just needed to run it, mate. Tuck and run. You're a prop. As a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. But I like I like those. You know, really going for it. But it, but also there was that one where the 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 pong uh, threw that cutout mat. like it wasn't the, just the pass but it was how quickly he got it from one hand to like and fired it out. It was incredible. It was like his hands they weren't even a blur. You just didn't you didn't see the motion. He caught the ball here. He passed the ball here. And no one knows how his hands got there so quickly. It was no, amazing. No one knows. It was, it was, it was gorgeous. A, it was, and it was that. Was, that obviously wasn't Ford. I don't think it was Ford. Uh, not not to dwell on it because we won, but it, like, that could have been those points scoring opportunities that we're talking about. You know, mm. and you know, put two more tries on Brisbane, and it's us becoming a bit, a bit of a flogging. Look, another thing that did worry me. Now, Anthony Milford. Yes. He was very dangerous in broken play. I think. Although the defence was good, there were too many opportunities for a player like him with a staggered line or lazy marker work. And up against Melbourne next week, you're going to have Cam Munster playing number six. He's a similar style, very good footwork. He can break tackles. And Milf, at a few times, ran us ragged. Just yeah. lucky that he's fat and didn't score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, um, his weight really saved us. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> but uh, no, it was, he, he's been playing well against us since his Canberra days. Mm. Uh, it, and uh, there's a rule, you see in, in stats how there's like, oh, this player scored this many tries against this team. 
you know, over this many years. It's just you like players that play well uh, on, on certain games in certain you know um, stadiums will will have good games again and again because it's something about the, it's just the confidence in them. And Milford has been tearing us up and making line breaks since uh, yeah since 2014 in Canberra. The first time I can remember seeing him. Now Nagy, I will pull you up on something. The uh Collect pr- correct pluralization for stadium is actually stadia. Thank you. Not stadiums. <laughs> stadia. Oh, oh, thank you for that, yeah, Liam. There we go. Um, could, have told, um, could have told me that after the podcast, but yeah. Uh, no, thank no, you. no, no, no. I, I just live to live to fix these little things. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no. Look, we shouldn't have let the Broncos back into the game as well. Yeah. Corey Oates' try on the wing was one that we've had a problem with defending on the fringes. Yeah. You know, Sione went in and SKD made the decision to go in. Bam, you have Corey Oates hitting on the outside from Darius Boyd, who was always going to throw that cutout pass. He was. Now, Liam, I have to ask you, your hat's off for this week to a player that you thought did rather well. You know who it is. Uh, it's coming. Can we hear it? It's uh, the Pong. It's the Pong. Hats off to the Pong. Look, it seems easy because we're giving him the hats off almost every week. He's just been unbelievable. He's been in incredible form. It, I, I, well, I was thinking about hats off this week, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, we have to give it, like, you know, you'd, you'd give it to the Pong, but I thought we've been giving it to every week. It's like we've, we're favouring him or something, but it's like he's just having incredible games. He is. I mean, he ran for 223 metres. Remarkable. Very effective metres as well. He had three line engagements. He had five tackle busts mm. and a try assist. He's currently leading the NRL with 41 tackle busts. He's just proving to be a, a genuine whiz. And chasing down Nicarima in the middle oh. of the field. You know what I mean? He's just looking How good. How good was that? He's, he's just looking, he's looking all around very, very good. Now, um, he's, he's got so many hats off this, this season already that I think we need to upgrade him. Maybe maybe a, a pants off was suggested. Pants off for the pong. Shoot, yeah, pants off for the pong. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pants off for the pong. Maybe we might have to tuck under the table a bit We more. might have to. But you know what? It's making me feel really confident because you can re- we all recall... The last time that um, Newcastle was very successful, we were discussing Pong's origin eligibility. Last time mm. Newcastle were very successful, we had a Queenslander at the back. We had Robbie O in the number one. Robbie O, I was thinking, I was like, are you going to talk about Darius again? Jesus. No, but oh, like, yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, yeah. yeah. Then, <laughs> then we had a Queenslander at the back and we went to hell. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's um, dismissed my argument very quickly. Thank you, Nagy. No, I know what you mean, though. A dynamic fullback that, you know, that's, uh, that's you know, can score tries, can. Yeah, be be engaging the line, setting him up. He's just impressed me. He's impressed me a lot. And um, and as soon as they take the focus off the team and start focusing on him, because they will now, everyone like any any coach, any performance manager, anything like that is going to look at them and go, the Caelan Pongat, we need to shut him down. And that's exactly what we want because that's taking the, the whole emphasis off the whole team. They're suddenly, you know what I mean? Like they're yep. suddenly, and then they start focusing on the Pong, and then you have Pierce. Tearing them apart. You have Lamb tearing them apart. Yeah. Fitzgibbon gets more ball. Aguera gets more ball. It's it's nice to finally have strike we- weapons everywhere so that when they do focus on the pong, it's just, well, give it to someone else. I'm glad you brought up uh, Lockie Fitz because he's also my hats off for this week. Uh, I, I think... You know, just some just some stats on Lockie Fitz. 116 metres he ran. He, he scored that remarkable try from out. Nine tackle busts, two line breaks, and what he was doing really well was targeting Nicarima. Uh, classic big man on, on little man. Nicarima is, is a little man. A four tiny, foot, tiny Four foot man. six, I think. He's, uh, <laughs> he might be in here now, actually. No, he's... <laughs> get out of the table. You see, one moment, Fitzgibbon did move to tackle him, and he just went over the top of him. He missed him entirely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, but Lockie Fitz, uh, an incredible try right now. He's... Uh, 11 from these last 15 games. I'm Isn't it amazing? He's becoming, you know, the modern day beaver. Yeah. Well, which yeah, is brilliant. It's, you know, everyone was talking about, um, 
you know the the he's running like Steve Simpson lines and like he's he's huge sort of uh, he's probably the most underrated player in in currently underrated without forward, a say. shadow of a doubt he doesn't seem to be brought up in any of these um, any of the conversations around uh, you know a representative football but you know stats wise he should be um, there's no, he's probably still got an error in his game but um, but at the same time he's you know he's, he seems to be getting better uh, from and he's come right through the night system obviously South South Junior. I'm very glad we re-signed him last season for another two years. Oh, absolutely. Wonderful re-signing. Uh, if they can keep it up. But it, what, he, what is impressing me, that he's, he's getting these tries and making these line breaks. He used it off Lamb last year, and then he was doing it off Kalen. Uh, it, it's... He seems to be still finding the line uh, off different people. That's a really good hole runner. Uh, he's a combination with Caelan Ponger at the moment. That goose step into... He's just... Oh, I'll tell you Isn't what. it gorgeous? Isn't it just absolutely gorgeous? Like I said to Crow, you know, we're going to score every single time. Every, every game. Every single... Every time Caelan Ponger goes to the line and goose steps, we're going to score. And we're showing... Look, we're showing it. Did you have any hats back on Nag? Now, I think we all had the same thought. Now, he tried to make up for it. And he had a pretty good, like, you know, uh, he made some very good try saving, good defensive. Uh, look, it's SKD. Skidmark Steve. It and was back to that classic SKD game. Couple yeah. of howlers. Yeah. But and for me, it's a, it's a hats back on, but slightly perched atop the head, not completely back on. Maybe like a beret. Like a beret, kind yeah. of on the side, off to the edge a bit. Not completely back on because, yes, he did have those two howlers, you know, dropping the bomb and then not recovering the ball to let Brisbane go close to the line. Then uh, what he was doing off that kickoff, I'm not sure. I think it was one of the movements from Swan Lake. <laughs> Just uh. a bit. It's up in the air. <laughs> yeah, like, it's sort kind of, like of formed a, a Y. Sort of it's starting the YMCA. Like the Shawshank Redemption, like in the rain when he comes out of the pipe. <laughs> Maybe that was his redemption moment. That Maybe was his redemption moment. He's been forgiven. He has um, been forgiven. Because, yeah, besides that, besides the Howlers, he did have a very good game. Yeah. He was a second uh, second biggest meter eater. He was doing really good work out of our own end. You know, he pulled off an absolutely brilliant try-saving tackle one-on-one with Bird. That intercept stopped a try as yeah. well. Then the offload inside. Yeah. He had his Howlers, but, but yeah. in classic SKD form... He put in a very, very solid game around them, so he's forgiven. Rocks and or diamonds. Either or. That's, that's you the only, don't know. That's all we're going to get. But diamonds are rocks. But yeah, but the, 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 the not, they're not shiny ones. What about some rocks are shiny? Some right? rocks are shiny. All right, we might have to come up with a different sort of way to analyse this game, but it's either really, really good or quite bad. See, now that makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. All right, we're going to have a quick short break and we'll be right back with the second half of Jazz. That's good. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Now, Liam, uh, we have we're back next week. Uh, not us, but the game. The game's going to be played against. We never left. We never. We're always here, uh, scheming, planning, uh, lying. No, now drinking. <laughs> drinking. But on Friday night, now we've had such a pleasure of going around to these uh, sort of Sunday and Saturday things. But really, our our true home, in, as far as the NRL is concerned, is this six o'clock on Friday game. The graveyard shift. The graveyard shift, and that's uh, you know it's it, we call it the graveyard shift, obviously because it's so hard to get to if you're you know doing any job that finished at five o'clock uh, in any sort of metropolitan area. So <laughs> especially Melbourne, which no one goes to their games anyway. <laughs> so we're down there uh, in in Melbourne and six pm on on Friday and. And uh, team news, Liam, I think we've got a few of the Melbourne players out. We do. Uh, Will Chambers is up in the second week of his suspension for a chokehold on Paul Gallen. Uh, well, Gallen tapped out. 
<laughs> actually, funnily enough. And Dale Finucane, who's been very good for them over the last two seasons at lock. He's out uh, for a month with a fractured finger. Isn't that what they used to... You remember that game? Like, no, Street Fighter? It was, no, it was Mortal Kombat. It was, Mortal it was Kombat. Like, Finucane! Yeah, yeah. With the flames? Yeah, no. That was... Uh, it's one of the two. It was Street Fighter. It Street was Fighter. Ken and Ryu had a... Hadouken. Hadouken. It sounds like Finucane. Finucane. Yeah. yeah, so they're both out. However, some bad news on uh, the Knights front as well. Mitch Barnett has entered an early guilty plea for a dangerous throw on Tavita Pangai Jr., which I missed. I didn't actually see it. must have been the match review committee picked it up. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see it either. I'm still a little bit underwhelmed with uh, with Barney's... Uh, obviously, he went, he went off for a HIA. Um, it, again. Again, yeah, like, uh, which is a bit worrying. But he came back on, which is which is it's just, uh, reassuring. But I don't know, Barney just, I, I think, we, as we mentioned last week, just maybe not quite there where he wants to be. I think he'll probably find a better form in the middle of the of the season, get his match fitness up a little bit. But I do um, think he improved against the Broncos, though. Yeah, no, he no. Definitely, no, no, his no. game was a vast improvement on the first few weeks back from concussion. But yeah, I think maybe he still needs a bit of time to get his head right, which is important. Yeah, yeah no, no. It's important to have the noggin working. It's probably not a bad thing that he's missing a week after a second HIA in, in you know, three or four, what, three weeks. Three so, weeks, yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not, a, not, not, a, not a terrible thing for him to be um, having a bit of a breather, I think, and maybe finding himself again, as, yeah. as we all need to do. We do, from time to time. But yeah, he'll only miss one week with the early guilty plea. But look, the storm in Melbourne is, it's a funny one for the Knights. Even mm. in our, you know, at our lowest ebb, at our worst of times, we've always kind of, except for last year, of course, where we got beaten 40 to 12 and 44 12. Yep. Besides that, we've always come really close against the Storm. In 2016, you know, we lost by four points down there, but uh, led for most of the game, and then we lost by four points at home. Uh, we beat them once in 2015 down there at Amy Park. Beat them with that beautiful Kirk Gidley sideline conversion 2014 at home. Magical stuff. I feel like we're a bit of a bogey team for the Storm. I still think, yeah, I think like um, considering where they've been finishing on the table all those years and where we've been finishing on the table, the fact that there's a, a, it's still a contest uh, was, was you know, it's positive. And um, like I said before, when you come into these games when you think like of the last time you played them, you think, oh, that's right. I nearly lost that. Like it's hopefully that we, they, we take some of that in um, and you go in with the confidence that we could win it. We've got them at a good time again, just like we had Brisbane after they got beaten by the Titans. Uh, Storm went down to the Tigers again. For the second time in one season. Yeah. I don't think they've ever been beaten. What was it? They've never been beaten by the same team twice in one year. Yeah, that was the stat, wasn't it? It was like 96 ga- in 96 games or something like that. Something like that. Something stupid like that. What does David Middleton do with his life? <laughs> Lives the dream. I'd love his job. It yeah. sounds wonderful. Yeah, but no. yeah, look, I think the Tigers really laid the blueprint for how to beat the Storm. You just defend, defend, defend. You stifle them out of the game. Yeah. And uh, I think with the improved defense against Brisbane, the Knights are they're in this with a good chance. We're paying three twenty-five. I mean, no one's favoring us, but we could cause a bit of an upset down there. I think. I think we're in with a, tra- a chance here, especially coming them coming off the loss. The pressure's on them. I think they're out of the eight at the moment. Uh, out of the eight for the first time in ninety-six months. That was what I was. That was that, the that was the state. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, so it's good to see them. They the pressure's on them to win. It's at home. Uh, we're coming down. You know, even though we're 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 in a bit of form, it's patchy form. But if we can make it work against them, uh, that's you know suddenly we're we're you know four from six. When we are sans pressure, we are without pressure. We are without pressure. I don't think anyone's yeah no one's expecting us to win down there. But hopefully we we come up with the. Uh, with yeah. Where do we beat the storm? I think Nagy. Yeah. Where? <laughs> where where where's the game one? Look, uh, I think strength-wise, um, obviously, the the players have been playing well. Mitchell Pearce, Ponga. Hopefully, I think um, I think especially in that game, Brock Lamb started to you know he started to inject himself at, uh, at more key times. Uh, I think where he was playing really well last year, we started finding some form, scoring some tries himself. Was just being there, backing up, and and it happened. Um, yeah, with that Rossi 
tap back and then you know the inside pass the sorry the flick pass but back to Chris Hinton. I like that. Um, so rather than those key pressure moments, fifth tackle, look to Brock Lamb. I prefer like let, leave that up to Pierce uh, and let let us play some ad lib football around Brock Lamb. So that, getting the players there and you know what the Storm doesn't like, uh, they play really well against structured teams. They don't play very well against ad lib teams. Uh, so if we can force the force the um, you know force I was going to say force the ticket no force the <laughs> for, yeah, force the ticket as well force the ticket into their hands put it upon them yeah and you ma- purchase this now yeah make, take my money make them play because I feel like if we can get some you know points on them early I, I still think we'll we'll get them first half and they might come back second half that's just what they've always done to us so what about you what do you reckon we can win it look I think we can win it through our edge running I their halves have kind of been found out a bit as maybe a bit of a step back from uh, Cooper Cronk, which no one's surprised by. Yeah. But everyone's surprised by it. Funnily enough, you know, they take Brody Croft, who's 20 years old and has played seven NRL games and have expected him to immediately be Cooper Cronk. Yeah. It was never going to happen. So I think if we run, I don't know which side he defends on, but running those edge plays at him, having your Barnetts, your Fitzgibbons, same with what we did with Nick Arima. Isolate him. I won't be there. But, but, yeah. no, <laughs> no, but, but yeah, like, him. like him. Like him. Your Guerras, your, yeah. your Lucky Fitz. Yeah, those yeah. big, big rack rows. Big bodies, isolate him, send Sione at him as well, another big body, really isolate the fringes there. And I think we get, need to keep the back three out of play as well now. Uh, Josh Adokar. Josh Adokar, Suliasi, Billy Slater, they're just electrifying. Some of the best kick returners in the game. So I think plug those corners, find touch, stifle them out of the game. It needs to be unstructured ad lib, but stifling. But pressure. Pressure. Lots of pressure. Make Lots them, of pressure. Make them win it off, rather than us lose it. Yes. They? Yes. I know exactly what you mean, Nagy. I hopefully, yeah, if the players that have been playing well are still playing well, I think we'll, we'll have a good, uh, we'll match up well against them. Well, well, well. Uh, Look, <laughs> if anything, even if we lose, I'm sure it'll be a, a, a great performance. That's what, uh, that's the key being like, you know, I want to be competing with these top sides. Um, you know, we didn't see it against the Roosters and we didn't see it against... Um, uh, that other team that we played and we lost. <laughs> the, yeah, those guys. Those guys. No, we, we, we missed out a few weeks there, but I, I think if we can get back on track uh, and, you know, start playing some, you know, some confident footy, I think we can do well. And again, no one's, you know, no one's uh, expecting us to do so. Now, but Liam... Um, yeah, Who we'll, was the other team we lost against? I know, we'll, we'll go over this later. I we'll, can't go, remember. We'll, we'll put it in post. Yes, we'll put it in post. Uh, yeah, the, um, but... Uh, but I was thinking when we brought up Cooper Cronk, and he was yes. obviously obviously playing quite well. The Roosters now good uh, matchup with Luke Keary. but I still think just personally, and now this might be bias coming from me because what do you know? I'm a bit of a biased guy when it comes to the old red and blue. But <laughs> but so I, one red testicle and one blue testicle. <laughs> yeah, but they're both medically uh, mysteries. They don't understand. I've been begging it. him to see a doctor, but he just <laughs> refuses. <laughs> Every time you see my testicles, <laughs> the, um, which is often now. But I think we're getting better money for value. Value for money, yes. <laughs> for uh, for Adam Mitchell Pierce, um, obviously we would have been. We offered Cronk, um, so, you know, a squillion dollars. But w- if you remember, the deal that was was talked about was sort of like he would be there in sort of a coaching role, and he would only be down in Newcastle three days a week. And you, you do you remember this? Like, I do. I remember it well because he'd be living in Sydney with beautiful Tara, yeah. traveling up. I, I just don't think it, it. I don't think it would have been a good fit. I think it would have. Very much been, you know, a Wayno situation. That's what it reminds me of. The superstar coming in, but he's only there a few times a week. He's coming in on the private jet. He's not around the club all the time. And at the end of the day as well, you're only getting two years out of Cooper Cronk. doesn't yep. matter who you are, who you think you are, whatever. Cooper Cronk's there for two years and he's retiring. That's it. He's not going to stay another year. With Pierce, we have a long-term franchise halfback. We're not just papering over a crack. Yeah. We are getting into the bottom of the crack. Mm. 
How do you fix a crack in the road? Resin? No. Asphalt? Uh, asphalt. We're getting into the bottom of the crack. We're yeah. putting glue in there. Like uh, like the O'Brien's ad. Like do, the O'Brien's ad, yeah. Do you remember when he's like, if you've got a crack in your windscreen, he's like, just and I'll fix it with the resin. And he puts the resin up and he injects it. And you see it go... Look, That's it. Like, Instead of putting paper over the crack, we're putting resin in the crack, crack. so that it doesn't reopen. Mitchell Pierce is our resin. He's our resin. Uh, now, but it was uh, it was a few players that we sort of made a play for uh, towards the end of the last season. And, you know, coming in and they... I'm looking at them now that the clubs that they did go with, and I'm pretty happy that we didn't sign them. There's just a couple of them. We went after a lot of players, you know, but uh, a few of them. Matt Scott, we talked about earlier, how we thought maybe he isn't the player that we, you know, that he was pre um, blowing his knee out, like he maybe showing a bit of his age. Uh, and I think for like a heavily discounted Matt Scott in Jacob Lillymoon um, was uh, was was probably a good fit because I don't think we would be getting much, you know, even though Jacob's been playing unders, but. Um, I, I just still think that Matt Scott just would have been that big body. Uh, what are your thoughts? I agreed. I don't think Matt Scott, seeing how he's playing this season, I don't think he offers too much more than what Lilliman's bringing us and what Lilliman can bring us, as he showed against Brisbane. You know, he's back on the up. He's back to doing what he's very good at. But obviously, he's also come at a far reduced price than yeah. Matt Scott would have been. He doesn't have that risk of doing his ACL again. Yeah, no, I think Lilliman proved to be a far better buy than what Matt Scott may have been. Yeah. I think, especially on the one-year contract, too, it's just safer. It plays into our hands uh, a bit more. Matt Scott would have come here probably on a three-year contract. Would have been pricey. You know, um, it, you know, blows his knee out again. That's almost retirement talk. Then another player that uh, that we played, uh, that both actually two players that we played against in the, in the Broncos, um, one of them was uh, was Jack Bird. Um, and you're going to say something, Lee? Well, I was going to say, it was, and, and Nagy mentioned this earlier, no, yeah, you didn't. I but he was going to mention it. We forgot that Jack Bird was playing until that SKD tackle on him, the well, try save. It had to be mentioned. Like I watched the game live, and it was um, at the stadium, and I, I couldn't. Like, at no point did I feel like, oh, that's the guy we've got to worry about or anything like that. He just played this quiet sort of. I don't know. He, he doesn't like everyone's saying that he looks fat because he does. He <laughs> looks <laughs> like, looks fat because he is. He is fat. Um, and you know, he just he doesn't look threatening. Like you, you take like the the sharks, Jack Bird. Um, that was, you know, that was you know, very damaging. Everyone was talking, oh, he could play fullback, he could play five eight. But at the performance that he just did um, last night, and I, I, yeah, I, you can say he's come back from shoulder injuries, affecting his confidence, but he doesn't look like any of the like the sort of marquee money that you'd pay for him that he's that he's worth. Which does worry me for Origin because when he has played Origin, he has given his all in that blue jersey. He's just been brilliant. So I'm, while I'm glad that we didn't sign him because he's playing like nothing. Yeah. I do hope he has a renaissance, rebounds, and you know, it just does his well, magic in the blue jersey. Well, I agree because we don't play Broncos again, so <laughs> because we only play them once. Also that. So I'm quite happy for him to pick his form up now and play well for for Origin. But the other player, um, Liam, that we played against too was Matt Lodge because if you remember, we uh, we offered him more money. Mister Popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't he ever? Uh, the crowd <laughs> loves him, uh, gets a lot of attention, and New Yorkers uh, love him. <laughs> the hookers? No, New Yorkers. Oh, the New Yorkers. Yeah, mm. but the hookers probably like, like him as well. No, they'd um, be beat them to within an inch of their life. <laughs> they would hate him. They despise him. But Liam, there was uh, obviously every time he got the ball, uh, I real I've, I've sort of really enjoyed this at the start of the season. In round one, you could hear the boos, and now it's uh, it was you know we've just had round five. You can still hear the boos every time he gets the ball. That's it. I like it. the the NRL fans are really keeping this one up. They're really sticking by this. It's I got, like it. It's got to affect like you know I'm sure like game one, game two, they would have been like would have been like oh don't worry mate they got it. they'll they'll forget about it. And you just play some good footy and then everything's forgiven. But he's still playing good footy, but everyone's still booing him. It's hilarious. And I'm very glad that it's not um not us. You know like if we like because I would have had to think to myself again like oh he's probably going to play well he's probably going to be good for the team do we do we want this like you know and then i sort of been you know boo 
like you know, was, in my mind it would have been booing, um, but in, but you know, I wouldn't have maybe vocalised it. But it was yeah, it was good to it's good to see that we didn't sign him because I wouldn't want that kind of negative attention on the team. I think a team that's you know built on culture and growing and all about the town. If you only had like a very small section of the town that's actually with you, it's hard. But mind you, Brownie's always still talking quite favourably of him. Um, so I'm, I'm, which worries me slightly that, that we're going to make a play for him again um, where maybe like after Jacob uh, if we don't sign Jacob Wilmot anyway whatever the case might be I'm glad that we don't have him in the team because I Isn't think we're doing nice? well without him yes we are there's a few that we missed who have been performing well Adam Blair to the Warriors yeah. he's been very good over there but I feel like that's because of the Warriors if he came, came to Newcastle it's a very different culture it's a different setup the rebuilds are going in two different directions I don't know that he would have had the same impact. I think going to the Warriors has really kind of rejuvenated him. Yeah, yeah, and also uh, I know we were talking about it earlier, like but making the play for Pangai Junior, and uh, and he, like he didn't play, he didn't have a phenomenal game for Brisbane against us. If anything, we we got one over on him, which I thought was nice. Also, another player that I completely forgot that was playing until I was reading the stats, Corbin Sims. Can you remember him playing? Yes, <laughs> okay, I remember you. being unimpressed. Yeah, unimpressed. Yeah. Unremarkable game. You think of a bloke that walks out in the club. He's at, you know at arguably a more successful club over the time that he's not been there. It was come you know he'd be like I'm really gonna you know, show these Newcastle fans something, but he just showed us nothing. Which is good, especially after Tarek getting one over us the previous week. You know, it's good that we're back even with the Sims family. Yeah, yeah, and back he's even. and he's back on the bench too, which is good because he would have been starting in Newcastle if he had stayed. So it's good to see him. Like sort last of, season, he started, took the first hit up off the kickoff, and got creamed. Oh, was that off uh, the Josh King hit? Yes, the yeah, Josh yeah. King hit. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. so, so it's good to see him regressing in his career because um, <laughs> <laughs> cause he walked out on us. But, uh, Liam, do you have the time? Yes, Nagy. I think it's time for the news. Now, Liam, there was a very important thing that happened through the week, and obviously all media outlets are talking about it. Uh, but our very own coach, Nathan Brown, uh, decided to uh, fire one back off the bow side. Bow side? No, you, you know. Fired one over the bow. Over, Fired one across the bow. Across the bow. bow across so, the bow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maritime sort of talk. <laughs> um, bow's the front. Bow's the, oh, I thought the bow's yeah. the side. No, the, that's the port and the starboard. Okay. Got the bow at the front, the stern at the back. He anyway, he he he, he fired one ships. back. It's our next podcast. <laughs> Just called ships. ships. Um, <laughs> but we could do an, a crossover of maritime construction and Newcastle Knights. Call it ships in the nights. Hey, probably no one would listen. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, obviously he he made a remark, made a remark about uh, the former coach Wayne Bennett. Uh, something along the lines of, uh, you know, thinking with his little head referring to his penis rather than his big <laughs> head referring to his noggin. So, <laughs> so well, well explained, Nagy. Well, and everyone's talking Very about well it. Broken down. They're saying now that oh, like, no, he didn't mean that. He meant short term, long term. I was like, if you, if you meant short term, long term, you would have said short term, long term. It was, a, it was uh, definitely a little, a little sharp jab back at. Th- and I love it, even the way he walked into it. Like he goes, ah, oh, yeah, the old fox, sort of like, just sort of like, oh, he's getting past it. He's, he's, he's yabbering on. He's, so it was nice to I, it was like he's just talking about that old uncle who's you know really racist but you just give him a break he's like well it's just it's Uncle Wayne yeah he gets a bit pissed sometimes and carries on about you know immigrants and things like that yeah. but we all know he's impotent so. we all, <laughs> like you, at the end of it you're just like yeah it's an insult but it's him so. it's the medication he's on uh, and now, now I have to ask now because people said like it was you know it shouldn't have been done you know it, it went too far that was often mentioned what do you think Liam do you think this is uh, no, I think it was great good bit of banter you know because Wayne came out and said the Brownies unbuilt it after he left it in 
I think the Built great <laughs> situation. Yeah, yeah. Which he, our, he said it like, wasn't that bad. Man. Yeah, but it was. But I think it was interesting. Like I think the reason I liked it, um, partly because it was Brownie, and I like what Brownie says. But I think uh, it was good to be in a position that we can actually get our back up a little bit. Because if we had lost that game and that question was asked, uh, Brownie couldn't obviously make you know show that. But because um, we'd won and we'd actually got one over on him, you know, we're in that position to be like, oh well. Um, you know, you've, you know, you unbuilt it. I'm rebuilding it. My team is better than yours. No, 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 no. And it doesn't um, come across as sour grapes. Yeah, that's right. Like it's not like a, if Ricky Stewart, like he said something along those lines, <laughs> it's sort of like, oh, come on, Ricky, get your team in order first, and then you can start talking about others. But Nathan has his team in order. Well, it looks to be from that game result anyway. So in the context of just that game, like whatever happens the rest of the season happens. And he said like the Broncos are a good side, blah blah blah. But it was like a personal attack. But all at the same time, Wayne does this a lot. Now Wayne, um, not with the remarries another woman in a different town. He doesn't do that much. He's only done that once. That we know about. That we know about. But um, the what he does is when his team, uh, whether he did this at the Knights as well, uh, when his team's under pressure, he makes these little uh, comments uh, because it takes all the focus. Every time there's like, you know, you have this much of... Of, uh, of, of the paper talking about each game. And then that takes the headline, that Wayne Bennett says this. Uh, he's, he's, he's always been to navigate the media very well. He deflects the attention away from the team better than most. Yeah. Better than most. And he did it for us. He did it for us when in, in 2013 when we had the qualifying final against the Roosters. Now, if you remember, he left at the end of 2014. But at the end of 2013, there was a whole Tinkler was having some dramas, uh, the start of his dramas. And he said, uh, he started mentioning... Excuse me. He started mentioning uh, the contract. He's saying like, "Oh, well, if I'm still around here next season and stuff like that," and suddenly that's all they could talk about until after the game. And then after the game, he's like, "No, I'm staying." So it's <laughs> like, so it was just you know, take the focus off a young side so they can just play their play their you know play the game that was important to them. Although that was an old side. With yeah. Wayne. No, we had some young players. Oh, we did too. The, like Gags was only. 14 years old. He's wily, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wily old Wayne. Wily old Wayne. Wily old Wayne. But I'm happy, I'm happy it happened and like, you know, he said like, oh, he's not going to get punished for it. Like, I don't, like, obviously personal attacks and things like that could be kept out of it but also, you know, it happened. It's truth. It's not, it's not like, it's not conjecture. It's not like, oh, did it really happen? It's like, no. It, it's, it's fairly well documented. It's fairly well, except you didn't actually know much I about think it. I missed that whole thing. I don't <laughs> really remember it happening. I was drinking a lot at the time. That, that's a, true. It was a rough time. <laughs> no, but Liam, also something happened uh, with a uh, uh, young Canberra player. Yes, now Jack Fighton, as people on the internet are calling him, has been charged. Uh, he faces three charges of reckless or intentionally inflicting actual bodily harm. Three. He faces four charges of common assault cool. and rounds it all out with one charge of urinating in public. Hey, just the one. I like to think that he, when he beat these uh, four people or assaulted them, that he was urinating on them as well. <laughs> Because uh, of the final nail in the coffin. Because, <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse than getting the shit kicked out of you, but getting the shit kicked out of you and then pissed on is probably <laughs> a step worse. But you were saying that um, that you, maybe that he was urinating in public. And then... Well, the story that I, as I've read it, yeah. and again, the details haven't been, they've been murky coming up, but uh, the, the story as I read it, so he was urinating in an alleyway outside a Canberra nightclub after his birthday. Uh, these four gents, I believe, started heckling him or, you know, having a having some words with him and he beat the shit out of them. All of them. It's it's like it's good that you know it's, it doesn't sound like he's going to be playing the rest of the year if he's got three cans of assault to fight, but uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a tough one to come back from. And then the Broncos will sign him, and then <laughs> that's, that's where they go. <laughs> yeah. That's but all. other good news: uh, Harold Matthews and SG Ball teams have finished fourth and third respectively at the end of their regular season. Both will be going through to round one of the semi-finals, and Excellent. both will be playing against Penrith. Actually, funnily enough, Penrith were the premiers, minor premiers. 
in SG Ball and I think finished second. Penrith always do well in, uh, in the juniors. So. Yeah, Gus has done a great job rebuilding over there. But uh, <laughs> five, look. Five, six, seven, year eight plan. What's next, Snaggy? Next is might be time to open that sack of hey! yours, Liam. <laughs> Wonderful. Good questions again this week, Jousters. A bit more on the light-hearted side. I think after a win, everyone feels buoyant and let's just talk about some fun stuff. Now, Brent Taylor, cheers to the question, Brent. Brent asks, if you played for the Knights... And you got to pick your own sponsor. Who would it be? Well, it very well could be that fine establishment there on Bull Street, uh, at the corner of Bull and Union, the the Commonwealth Hotel. The uh, great pub. It's Wonderful a fa- venue. It's a fantastic venue, and that's where I'll have that uh, you know stewed across me uh, and on my back, and you know over the shoulder as well. I'll just I'll have it everywhere uh, because I think that'll be my personal sponsor. Because yeah, it's I'd, just such a lovely venue to, to to be at. Absolutely, I'd put them front and center on the yep. front of the jersey, but then I think maybe it's a sleeve sponsor, uh, Domino's. Italian Dom- restaurant. Okay, yeah. Um, it's very fine, very fine chain. Wonderful pizzas. If I was thinking maybe like Arnott's might be another one for you. Possibly. Shapes, yeah. Arnott's but shapes. Just shapes. Maybe, no, Arnott's shapes and Monte Carlo's. Well, that's probably the best of the biscuits, isn't it? Yeah. I was thinking you could maybe leave the night, sign for Canberra and be sponsored by Milk. Just milk. Just milk. Just I love that it was always, that was their sponsor, just milk. milk. The drink just itself, not a company who sells it, just no. the drink itself. Just cow's milk. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe well never cows. specified cow's milk. Could've just been, milk. Could have been human breast. Could have been. Uh, and yeah. we wouldn't know any better. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't know that. how that'd go on the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Levon Rush. Now, I actually saw Levon after the game. It was bloody good to see you, Levi. How come Jacob Lilliman still doesn't know the words to the team song, Nagy? Well, yeah. See, Jacob Lilliman, it seems like one of those players, he's obviously been playing the game, took a couple of head knocks for many years, and uh, be surprised if he can find his way home each night. Um, that's why they have the team bus, to make sure Jacob gets home. That's uh, why they have the team bus. But, okay. But yeah, there was some footage that came up uh, that of um, of the team song, and he sort of looked like he was still humming through it. Um, but However, uh, it is good to see that he seems to be the only one who needs the sheet now, whereas earlier in the season, last year, there was you know they were going to office work, and printing out hundreds of them mm. for the team, which they never used. But still, they were sitting there away in a cupboard somewhere waiting to be cracked open. So it's good that, you know, for the purposes of not wasting paper, yeah. that Lily means maybe he's just an environmentalist. He could doesn't be. want the paper to go to waste. Very well could be. Stephen Clark then rebutted with, uh, to be fair... Mr. Lilliman does strike him as the kind of bloke who doesn't know the words to his own name. Oh, hello, Stephen. <laughs> Jesus. Stephen. <laughs> Straight back with the... Uh, He's with taken the, one for out of the Brownie playbook. <laughs> Jesus. I think <laughs> That was good, though. I like that. Uh, Steve Slackster. Now, coming back to uh, the news. When will Wayne and Brownie don the gloves? And how much will tickets be going for, Nagy? <laughs> like, to fight? To fight. I think take the gloves off, fight them in the car park. Bare knuckled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Street Car Park, 3 a.m. I've seen Wayne. Wayne's a bit of an athlete, though, so I don't know. Like... He's an athlete, but I feel like Brownie's the kind of guy who'd stash a trolley pole down his pants. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wouldn't use it until until he needed it. It's until not he like he'd it. grab it out and start beating him up. But if he was getting, you know, a bit worked over by Wayne, just crack out the trolley pole. Crack out the trolley pole. Yeah. And it's right next to Market Town, so he can just run in, nick one real quick. Just pop them out? Just yeah. pop them out. That's very yeah. good. What good they, great weapon. Are they perf specs? Well, no, because the thing is you take the plastic off the outside. The inside is like a strong metal rod. Yeah. So you don't want the plastic exterior. So you take it out, take out the plastic, and then plastic off, and then you've got your metal pole. To beat someone with. To beat someone with. No, very good. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Is that the sack? That's the sack. <laughs> That's <laughs> all done. Thanks very much for those questions. We're closing it with the trolley pole again. Yeah, yeah, no, closing it all. Thank you very much uh, for, for joining me tonight, Liam. Uh, if, pleasure. <laughs> if you like the jazz and you want to watch it, uh, we can find us on Facebook. You can find us also now on YouTube, I believe. Uh, so we've we've expanded the pipes. We've installed new pipes uh, <laughs> to include YouTube. It's which, a wonderful website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's YouTube. And uh, as well as... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, and uh, the rest. Instagram. Yep, we got that. Yeah, yeah. If you like us, you just come. Google. Google. You We're can, on Google. You can, you can find us on Google. Yeah, it's true. You can find us at all. You can but, probably Alta Vista search for us. <laughs> yeah, that's also. But yeah, we'll be back next week, and we have a very, very special guest joining us next week. I'm very, very excited. Uh, but you'll find out a little bit more about that later on. Thank you for joining me so much, Liam. And we'll, uh, we'll I guess, I'll see you next week. Oh, you want some water? Yeah. I've been drinking out of it, though. <laughs>